Welcome to the Coaching by Bell podcast, the podcast where each episode we feature women entrepreneurs, founders, and leaders in business. The podcast showcases a variety of interviews, coaching style conversations, and live coaching sessions. I am your host, Isabel Hertz. I am a business coach integrating past and present, bridging old stories with new intentions. I help people hear between the lines of their story, tap into insights, inner wisdom, and opportunities to hear their own voice as a means for change. Let's get listening. Thank you so much for being here today, Valerie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for us to talk and to share what my latest career challenge is. Yeah. Well, so why don't we dive right in? What's on your mind? What are you bringing forward? I was in the fashion industry for over 18 years. And the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, I was laid off very unexpectedly. I thought I was a part of the essential team. I really wasn't prepared. I didn't have a plan B. I just thought that I was going to retire in this career and the role that I was in, it was okay. It wasn't very exciting to me anymore, but it just, it paid the bills. It was comfortable. I made my career and got to a certain level and I was happy with where it was at. So when I was unexpectedly laid off, I wasn't prepared to look for a job, especially during a time where in the fashion industry, no one was hiring. No one was hiring someone with a buying background in the stores. So after months of searching and only finding job roles that had to deal with e-commerce or digital marketing, which made sense, right? Because it's it's shifting in that direction anyways, customer behavior for for shopping. They're not really going to the stores. That's all my background was. It was all just store-related. So I started to learn and research about search engine optimization, and that started this journey of learning how to then write content writing with search engine optimization, a part of it. And for me, I decided, you know, if I want to be hired to do something in this space, I have to show a future employer that I can write and publish SEO articles. So I decided to launch a blog and originally was started as a side project just to show as a case study for my future employer that I stayed digitally relevant while I was looking for a job. But then it turned into a passion project. I decided to write about changing careers midlife. And my small way, I thought it was a way of like helping others in the situation during the pandemic of looking for a job, especially a mid-career professional. Mm-hmm. And that turned into maybe I can write professionally. So I went from looking for a job as a retail buyer to pivoting to a content writer. And so it's taken me over a year to build a professional brand around content writing documenting my journey on LinkedIn. And that has been pretty amazing because I've gotten so much great feedback and people reaching out to me and just really have become known as that mid-career professional changing their careers. And that's really what the blog is all about. Mm -hmm. So it's taken a year to get to this point where now I can put myself out there as a freelance writer 
But even as a freelance writer, the early stages, you still have to build up that price point of what you can charge per article. And right now it's fair for the market, only doing this less than a year, but it wasn't able to pay the bills and my unemployment ran out. I had to quickly look for a new job as a content writer was just fun and exciting. Yet I looked in search and I didn't put too much thought into it because I was so busy with my own freelance clients that when I finally got a company to say, Hey, you want to come in for an interview? I didn't do that much research behind them. And I quickly accepted a, I was excited. The fact that I was being recognized professionally And I thought, what an opportunity to take advantage of really saying that I successfully made a career pivot with an online directory company that allows me to practice writing. Like it really, the benefits really seemed awesome at the beginning, but as I'm into it now, a couple of months into it, I'm starting to realize I don't have time for my freelance clients and all that time I spent to build on my presence online and LinkedIn, I have zero time to maintain it. And one thing I did learn coming from the pandemic is that you should have a plan B. You should have side hustles and side gigs. But what happens when you just don't have the flexibility in your current job situation to do that? Like I want to have job security, but I also want to make sure that I'm future-proofing my career with my own side hustle or side gig just in case something doesn't happen. The sort of fundamental challenge to what you're talking about is, am I craving structure, formal structure and consistency, or do I want to run with this side hustle that now has the potential to grow, it sounds like, into a business? I would like a sense of job security, but one thing I did learn coming out of being laid off from after the pandemic is that there's no such thing as job security. can create a false sense of security because nothing's really guaranteed to you. But I do believe that the one thing you can guarantee for yourself is creating your own opportunities. And I feel like, could I be missing the opportunity to create that for myself? Should I look for another job or role that allows me more flexibility that I can have both best of both worlds? I'm going to take this back a little bit because I think that the context here of where you've been. You shared a little bit of your story before, but even further of where you've been and how that formal structure and consistency has maybe played a role in your life might be helpful in finding the answer to this question. So when you think back to growing up, even as a kid, as a teenager, and you think back to your family life and your structure that you had, did you have a lot of consistency? And part two of that is, Did you enjoy any consistency and structure and predictability that you had, or did you not enjoy it? My parents had very traditional jobs. My dad was an engineer. My mom worked in a bank, and I felt safe in that consistency. I I feel like for me, I find freedom in actually when things are structured and security. So what had happened to me being laid off unexpectedly, it really attested what a sense of security, but then it also grew resiliency. And I know that I can actually handle hard things now. So that's the beauty of it, right? I know what it 
feels like to feel safe and comfortable in a structure, yet I know I can, can survive without structure, but I'm not 100% quite there yet. Right. And that's why I asked that question, because what I'm wondering is if you've learned structures more than you've learned this free-flowing sort of do-your-own-thing, if that's what you've been accustomed to more in your life, which it sounds like the answer is yes. And sometimes when we've been accustomed to something for a long time, it's easy to fall back into that. And it's the easier way to go. I'm not saying having a job is easy because all work is hard no matter what you're doing. It's that maybe there's some comfort. And what I think I'm hearing, the sense that I'm getting from what you're saying is that You're familiar with what it looks like to have a job, but now you're seeing the possibility in not having a job and that you're really unsure about how to switch that identity that you have from being a nine to five working woman to being an independent boss lady (laughs) doing her own thing. And so how, how do you change? What is that identity switch? How do you have that identity switch really? is what I think I hear you really wrestling with more than anything. How does that land for you? It does land for me because 18 years in the industry and being a high performer, and that was my identity for so long. So yeah, I find comfort in that. I also think it's really exciting to have entrepreneurial identity as well too. And I know it comes with a whole other set of challenges that I'm up for. So it's like I've, I've had this amazing taste of what it could be of creating something on my own and not falling for the need to fall into having an identity based off of working for someone or a company. Let me ask you this. If both of them were certain and both of these paths were stable, which one would you choose right now in this moment? Where would you go? Freelance. Yeah. So from that answer, any sort of insight that comes up? from being able to answer that literally within two seconds? The one thing that like pops into my mind is like, yes, you can do this. One day you will have your own boutique content writing service that will happen, but it's not the right time right now. Then my, my, (laughs) and then what kicks in for me is, you know, I have a family that I need to support. I have a, a son who is his second year of college. I have a daughter who is in her second year of high school. So the circumstances rush in very quickly. So I do think it's in my long-term goal, but for right now, I still want to walk towards it, but how do I do that with a job that is just so, it takes up so much of my time and energy. And I feel like, am I missing out on something or should I just be patient? Because the job itself, it allows me to like practice writing. And that's what you need to do as a writer is to master the skill of writing. So I really appreciate that. So there's certain things that I appreciate about where I'm at with this job. But then I also have this like nagging feeling that, am I going to waste time and just get this false sense of security again, that natural ability to go back into that comfort zone, which you were referring to earlier. I have a tendency to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I can hear that in the story that you shared, because it was this, especially so in saying the shock that you had, you know, in losing your job, that that security that a job has is, is actually a false security within itself, that nothing is really certain, even a job ultimately everything is uncertain, which is sort of that illusion of structure, right? That we have something that could never be taken away. And I want to take this down the entrepreneur path for a second, not to say that here's the answer, you know, this is what you should do or anything like that. But 
if you look at the entrepreneurial journey and you think about going that route, what is it that comes up for you that stops you right away? What is the first thing that makes you stop in your tracks and not just pull the plug on the job that you have? The financial stability. Okay. So if that's the case, is it possible to, rather than think of these as and or situations, think of them as one. Your job and your writing career are the same thing. One is helping you with the other and vice versa. And that maybe there'll be a period of time where your company, your writing career is not as much of the focus, but to find a way to still cultivate that in your life. Not because you have to. That's a very different thing. You're talking about it from a should place a little bit. Like I should have a side hustle because you never know what's going to happen with your job, but because you want to. So cultivate it because it's exciting to you. Do that writing because it's exciting to you or don't do it. Maybe because you don't have the energy to do it. And maybe think about if you can commit to ultimately saying, I want to be an entrepreneur, but financially that's too scary for me. Realistically, it sounds like you've got some actual things to consider too. You're not just going to jump out of the job and not have a little bit of a plan for your family. And so could you think about the entrepreneurial venture and this job working in tandem? How could they support one another to ultimately get you to being an entrepreneur full-time? The best way I think I could merge them together and see them as one is, number one, I can visualize myself being a writer, how I was when I first entered into the fashion industry, like being a buyer for a really long time. I have that same feeling and vision. So that's comforting to know. This isn't just a hobby or a flash in the pan. Like I really truly believe this is really my purpose, my career (laughs) 2.0. So I'm happy about that. So the best way that I could view it is maybe this is just like a part of the process for me to get to the point of taking a leap on my own and not feeling really anything or bad about where I'm at right now. Yeah. That if you could accept that you're just in the process of discovery, like you once were with the start of your whole fashion career, that you could maybe just see that this is just a piece of the puzzle. It's true. Because when I first started out in the fashion industry, I actually graduated in design, but I never was a designer. (laughs) I landed, (laughs) I started in production and then I landed in buying. And I didn't know that it was going to lead that way. When I first signed up for college, I thought I was going to be a designer. And I ended up being in a buyer and product developer for, you know, over 18 years. So I tend to do, I get tunnel vision. And then if that's not going to happen the way it's going to happen, then I get scared and pull back. Yeah. I hear that in what you're doing because you had this vision for, I'm going to create this blog because it was a passion project. And then it maybe will help employers see that I'm still staying active and relevant and redefine me as a writer in a new career. And then you got your wish, you got a job, but it seems like in the process of doing that thing, you found the writing, the solo writing and supporting clients to be something that you were more passionate about that you were more connected to than anything else. And you were excited, like you said about the job, but that initial excitement has kind of worn off because that's not ultimately where I I don't hear your heart there. It sounds like your heart is in entrepreneurial pursuits, whereas your head is a little bit torn. And 
the sort of outdated programming that I need the structure, I need that certainty in order to thrive is holding you back plus the future looking fear. Well, what if I don't make enough money? What if it doesn't work? And they're shifting, they're shifting yourself to what could make this work. And so what I would encourage is actually spending some time doing some deeper reflection about what would make it possible for this to be successful? How do I use this awesome opportunity to continue to write to make it possible for me? You are really clear that you want to do this. It's just about, you need to give yourself permission to be in this process right now. The job hasn't been turning out so ideal in certain aspects of it that I've been beating up myself saying, see, you made the wrong choice. You know, you should have done this, yet your hands are tied because financial reasons, because I got a a debt that I need to lower down because I was, you know, unemployed for so long. I'm always just being so pragmatic and logical, but sometimes it doesn't work in my favor. (laughs) And I beat myself up about it too. The pragmatic, realistic part of yourself is really beautiful and it's really important and you need to honor that, but you're actually beating yourself up about having that in you that you are even thinking that way. But that's a big part of that old identity that you're referring to. You know, it's a big part of that former way of thinking. That was the only way to be before, was to be pragmatic and and think through it and to be really structured and logical about it. And so now your heart, like I said, in many ways is coming through and saying, but I feel drawn to this other thing. And so let's look at the strongest thought and let's look at the strongest feeling. Let's look at the strongest thing your head is saying. And let's look at the strongest thing your heart is saying here. Let's start with your head. What is the like biggest thing your head has to say? When you think about your job and you think about entrepreneurial, when you do this back and forth, what is the flip-flop? What does your head say on both of those sides? My head says that you should stay with the job for at least a minimum of a year and give it a good try and get the most out of it experience-wise and then make a decision. Okay. And then when you think about entrepreneurship, what does your head say? Being an entrepreneur, it's a long road. It's a long game. And even if I quit tomorrow, my job, that it would be a fleeting moment of joy because I would have so much that I would have to hustle to make happen, to be at the stability that I would get immediately with the job. Okay. So on one side, you should stay at the job for one year. On the other side, it's a long game. If you do the entrepreneurial route, you probably won't even get the stability that you want anyways. What does the heart say? So don't think as much as feel the job that you're in and you really get in tune with what that experience has been like for you. What does your heart say about that job? That I'm lucky because I just made a career pivot. I feel lucky that I was hired with such little experience and that I get to practice writing every day. So that's what my heart says, like to be grateful. So you're lucky and you get to practice were the two main things that I heard standing out. And then when your heart feels the entrepreneurial journey, what does it have to say? That I can have a larger impact. Larger impact. Okay. So what's really important and why I asked from all of these perspectives is that whatever decision you end up making, that you honor what all parts of you have to say, because any way you move forward 
ideally is from an integrated place. It's from all the main things your head and your heart are saying to you to make an informed decision from that place. And I'm going to go back to what I was saying before and what we were talking about a little bit, that I don't see these so much as opposites. I don't think that your job and your entrepreneurial journey are actually against each other. I think that your process that you're on, you're in a job that's helping you take your career as an entrepreneur to a new place. Potentially even is this really cool, sweet, interesting niche that you end up landing in because you've had this job and you've had this experience of transitions, one transition after another. I mean, I'm sure there's even writing that's all about career, career transitions, change in general, where that's a whole area. So thinking about how this could inform that, we don't know, right, what this looks like yet, but here's what I heard. So when you're talking about your job, your head said, okay, you should stay there one year. When you're talking about entrepreneurship, your head says, this is a long game. You won't get stability now anyways. When you listen to your heart in terms of the job, your heart is like, you're lucky. You get to practice. When your heart is talking about entrepreneurship, your heart is like, I want to make a larger impact. So when I hear all of those together, I hear, I want to stay. I want to be in this job for a while because I am grateful I have a lot of learning that I've already done. I have a lot of learning that I want to do. And I have money that I want to make. But what's missing is how do I make the long game happen? How do I create a bigger impact in my lifetime? Not tomorrow, because we don't create a big impact necessarily tomorrow anyways. It's how do I take this opportunity and maximize it so that I can eventually transition into entrepreneurship. And what does that look like? That's the gap that I hear more than anything. It's not really about leaving your job. It's more about how do I stay in a way that's going to help me grow what I want to grow. When I listen to everything you just said, that's what comes back to me. So then what could that look like? The part of continuing to be a freelancer, it's to continue to have some sort of entrepreneurial spirit. I feel like I need to stay present on social media platforms to remind people that, hey, I offer freelance content writing and I just don't have the time or energy to do that anymore. So the biggest fear that I have is that all that momentum that I've created over the past year of being active on LinkedIn, it's probably going to go to waste and I'm going to have to start all over again when the timing makes sense. I don't even know when I'll have the timing because this job is is really consuming. But not to say that I haven't, I don't have like retainers and which is amazing. But I guess I have that scarcity mindset too. If I'm not gonna do it, it's not gonna happen. That's my thought that happens all the time that repeats in my head. Are there other ways that you can create that you can keep that momentum going that better suit? the choice that you're making to have a job. So I see if we're going to stay in the job, you know, if this is the place that you land, that you're making a choice from a financial place, but also from a learning and growth place. And so how could you use that to inform the relationships you have and the clients that you have? There are ways where you can be on like a freelance platform like Fiverr 
those type of platforms where you don't have to have a social media presence. You just put your profile up there. So I thought about that this morning too, just in case if my retainers somehow were no longer available, there is also the possibility of putting myself up on that type of a platform. And so the way that you've done it, really what I'm kind of pointing to is the way that you've done it is may not be the way that you'll do it now, but it doesn't mean that you're failing at having this entrepreneurial hustle, this spirit, this energy, these projects. I mean, you already have clients, you already have people who are paying you and those people who are paying you will come and go when you're doing it full time. I mean, that's the nature you know, of entrepreneurial ventures is people coming and going, clients coming and going, especially when you are the talent, (laughs) when you're a service business, it's different than being a product. So getting used to that experience might be part of the process that you need to experience now in order to truly feel comfortable being in that space full time. Another reason why I felt like I need to stay on present on social media was to also help bring traffic, organic traffic to the blog as well. That is one of the ways that I get organic traffic is through there, pointing people into to articles after written a post. But now I'm realizing that that may not be the case later down the road as the search and, you know, all the formulas that I put together and all the, you know, my actual content writing, technically it could take off. And I won't have to herd people over to my blog. It'll do what it's supposed to be designed for, which is to bring in organic traffic naturally through search. So I have to be patient with that too. (laughs) I don't know why it never even dawned on me that that is the possibility that I'm creating every single time I create an article. It almost sounds like in a lot of ways, these posts help serve to create traffic to your blog initially in a way that you needed to get this going but that maybe that sort of need isn't a need anymore. That, you know, maybe those relationships you have, maybe you just spend time cultivating them or cultivating new relationships or don't worry about the social media piece of it at all because you've designed something for this very reason because this is what you're going to help other people and show people that it's possible to do. Maybe that's part of the strategy within itself is you do a lot of posting for a period of time and then it just works for itself. (laughs) How it's naturally supposed to happen, designed for. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the fear. If I don't do something, it's not going to happen. That is the way I grew up and that is my mindset growing up. So having to naturally pull away from that is new for me. I think that this is all a part of the process that you speak about that you're going through and ultimately the identity shift that you're having is I don't actually need structure to thrive, but I do like a certain amount of it. If I don't do something, it doesn't mean nothing will happen. But these are all old ideas, old ways of thinking about things. What comes up when I reflect that back? You hear that back? Rings true to me. And I would love to know what can I do tonight? Fight against it because that also can create a lot of like, stress on me too, because I tend to beat myself up about it, but to naturally just let it, the shift happen. And because I think that would make the whole process so much more enjoyable because it's a long process. <laughs> this is going to be like a long-term game, right? So don't fight it and get the support you need to get the help to not fight it. So I would say, invest in yourself. When I hear you say that, it's like invest in your own growth and your own humanness. You're going to go through this. It's going to be very 
bumpy. You know, it's going to be like, oh, I'm coming, I'm rubbing up against myself again. Oh, I'm fighting with myself again. And so get that support along the way to know that it's okay to change and to welcome in those voices, to welcome in that experience of changing because it's a really hard thing to do. Change is never, ever easy. And so in those moments of coming back and getting really annoyed by it or hearing these two sides of yourself almost fighting with each other, those would be the moments to take an opportunity to actually really sit with it and to explore it and to welcome in all the voices rather than shoving them down to welcome them in and be like, what do you have to say? And what do you have to say? Hi, entrepreneur. What's up today? What do we want to talk about? Hi, job lady. What did you want to tell me today? Right. And just having fun with it and being able to to really see these different parts of yourself as, as being one. They're all you ultimately. I love that. Enjoy the process and stop treating them in, in silos. Exactly. So the process itself that you're going through is a process of integrating more. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. And I would encourage support in that process and whatever that looks like for you in your life, because it is a really hard thing to go through identity change and learning how to be in the process alone, because it's kind of scary. It's overwhelming and scary. And it seems like you're kind of in that place right now where it's like, I don't know what to do with this part of myself that wants to be entrepreneurial, but I don't have stability in it yet. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, how do we bring her into the conversation today? What are the things you need to do today? And so just looking at it in different ways and different opportunities for you to honor her coming alive, but also honor the woman in in a nine to five job who's also really thriving at this point in a lot of other ways. I think number one is to not think that things aren't going to happen if I'm not putting effort into it. Number one, because the, the big thing is the social media part for me. I haven't been as active. It's such a huge night and day difference of how, how much I had to work and hurt. And now it's like I barely even go on there. Yet I have to recognize that the traffic is still happening. So I need to acknowledge and celebrate that and not get too scared. And I guess also if it does start to slip, then I'll have to figure out a way to to integrate it with honoring my job. What capacity can I do so I can at least put a little bit of effort towards it to ramp it up again and then pull back. I feel like if I'm not 100% in it, then it's not not going to happen type of thing, you know? And that's not necessarily true. Yeah, it doesn't sound like that's true for right now. I mean, if I understand this correctly, you are posting way less on LinkedIn, but you're still getting people liking and commenting and reading the things that you do right. So it's maybe not quantity anymore. It's maybe more quality, quality interactions, quality posts, quality blog posts, quality connections. Maybe that that becomes more of the business model that you take on as an entrepreneur today and tomorrow and maybe for the next six months. But again, it's not forever. (laughs) I feel like so much better. I love the fact that I'm not treating one as a negative or one as a positive. They just are what's happening in the season right now for me. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you feel that or, you know, you kind of have come 
you know, more into contact with that because that is really, I think the essence of, of the conversation is not seeing things as being opposite or being a burden to each other, right? It's like even your family, like how does your family support your career and how does your career support your family? Well, we know the job helps you pay for things with your family, but I'm sure your family also informs your job and your writing. And so they're all interconnected and these parts of you are all valuable. And at different times in our lives, different parts might need to be fed a little bit more for both the realities of life and also how we're feeling and what else we have going on in the environment. That's really what I hear happening in your situation. Yeah. When I first entered the conversation, I was hoping like, oh, maybe I should find another job that just, you know, allows me a part-time flexibility, but I don't think we'll ever be satisfied. (laughs) Right. Because then it would be like, oh, I didn't make as much as I used to. But then I, you know, like it will always be a struggle somewhere. There'll always be something is is never quite a perfect scenario. So the fact that I can be at peace with where I'm at right now and whatever happens, happens to get the most out of it. I don't have to pour more energy into that anymore. Yeah. And I would suggest that you give yourself a little bit of a timeline just based on what you've shared about who you are and even just getting in a headspace of maybe beating yourself up for being in the process of things, give yourself a timeline that you can revisit this with yourself again and say, where am I at with my online business? How am I doing with my clients? What do I want now? And what do I need? And what financial restraints do I have? What structural restraints do I have? And then also what is totally not true that I may be telling myself at this point? For example, posting on social media, realizing maybe you don't have to do it as frequently to still be providing valuable information to people. So having those check-ins along the way in the process, but also having a timeline to sort of come back to this fundamental challenge that you're having is something that I would suggest that will probably help in terms of creating you know, a container for your journey for your career journey, for your entrepreneurial journey, for your journey as a mom, all of it. I agree (laughs) that I will put some sort of a a timeline just to check in to honor both the entrepreneur and also the nine to five. It sounds great. What's the next step for you? You know, when you walk away today, what's something that you would like to bring forward or implement for yourself or change for yourself? I think the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to write down as a reminder that just because I'm not working on something doesn't mean that things aren't happening. I have to remind myself that. And there's a lot that goes behind that too. Like just because I'm not on social media doesn't mean that things aren't still happening. And if they do take a dip, I can figure it out how to get it back up because I've done it before. Lean into, it's not really me not about job security, but lean into my own security of myself. I can make it happen. I have before. So trust myself that I can do it again. That's amazing to take away because ultimately it is about the security inside ourselves and that knowing, right? That inner knowing. Something that might be helpful for you in what you just said that you're going to take away is not just writing that you're still doing things or saying to yourself that you're still doing things, but to actually write down what you are doing. So maybe just keep a little journal or a little log for yourself of anything that you do do that's for your entrepreneurial venture. Every time you do something, and then maybe at the end of the week, 
you just look at that journal and then you can see how much you really did do because it sounds like part of your story is like you're not doing anything or you're not doing enough. I'm not keeping track of it at all because I keep telling the story of myself is like, oh, this job is so consuming. In my industry, it'd be like if I kept saying, oh, I don't have enough clients because I'm not doing enough. And then I didn't stop to pause and go like, oh, well, actually I have a few really solid clients. Okay. I don't have a hundred, but I have a few really good ones. And those are, in my opinion, those are goals. You keeping really good connections, solid connections will be gold for you more than probably having a hundred likes because ultimately that's what will really build those rich relationships for what you want to do. Which is an impact, really. I'm not in it for like the volume. It's the impact that I'm ultimately would love to have a business to help coaches and creators and and small business owners to get their, get their content out there for search. So, right. And so just holding that true for yourself, holding that close to your heart and to your head and every week saying, well, what did I do and how did it tie to this? How did I help someone? How did I give someone a piece of information? Maybe you have five likes instead of 10 likes, but those five people who liked it, you actually helped every single one that week. Maybe that would be okay if you start to kind of consciously see the impact that you're making. Perfect. I think I will start to document the actions that I'm taking towards honoring my entrepreneurial journey, whether it's big or small. I love it. And then see, see what comes of it. Try it for a month and see how that feels for you. And then maybe that's your first self check-in, right? Is like a month from now, how am I doing? How these check-ins gone? What have I accomplished? Does this feel like enough of what I want to be doing to make that impact? And maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. And either one is okay because it just gives you really important information again about what the next steps are. Can't be afraid of like, no, it's not working. Because that could be like joyful as yes, everything is working. So I have to also recognize that too. Absolutely. It is that place of playing that we're really talking about that you'll want to start to do more to see what it's like. Because entrepreneurship is playing over and over and over again. Playing in this space, playing in this space, trying this thing, trying this thing. And so getting yourself to do that in little bits while you walk through your own process will also help you see if you really truly like it or not. If you can handle trying something, not knowing if it's going to work, which your past sounds like you've done it when you got laid off and, and started this venture. You, you already have been here, but just consciously doing it and then saying, and could I keep doing this? And could I do this again? And then could I pivot again? And if you could, then I think that within itself will probably build up your own confidence to go that path in the future, to fully be able to commit to it. You know, How do you feel now when you think about your dilemma and your, your challenge? I feel at peace that it's not a challenge anymore, that it's just a part of this journey and that there are some steps that I can take to ensure that like security that I, I do crave for structure that we talked about at the beginning, that I actually can create it in some way. And that's by checking in with myself and tracking it 
but it's just not in the same like hardline sense of working a corporate job and, and having all these different levels. Like that's what I used to be, you know, what I would say structure is, but now I have like a new interpretation of what structure could be like it's softer, but it's still there. It's still present. Yeah. There's a softness about what's happened from the beginning of the conversation to now in general, there's a kindness towards yourself. There's a softness in your process and there's an ease to allowing yourself to venture into this space and see the old parts of yourself sort of blend and talk to these newer parts of yourself. That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is really fun. And I'm so glad that it was clarifying for you. It was. Thank you. We appreciate you tuning into the Coaching by Bell podcast, created and hosted by Isabel Hertz Coaching. This podcast is made possible by the support of our listeners, community, and guests. To learn more about how to donate or to contact us about guest suggestions or anything else, head over to www.isabelhertz.com. That is I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-H-E-R-T-Z.com. Every story shared has the possibility to unlock greater potential. Coaching by Bell does this one story at a time. Thanks for listening.